Hey, he's Jake, and I'm Matt. And welcome to Pat's Chat, the UK's best New England Patriots podcast. guys how's it going and welcome to another edition of Pat chat it is a sad day we've we've taken on the texans and lost um but it's a good day because i get to speak to jake again how's it going jake well what, a, what an introduction that was quite an emotional roller coaster <laughs> oh, feeling really sad and then feeling quite touched um no i'm 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 elated to talk to you as well um yeah, I'm I'm fine. Had a nice relaxing weekend and uh looking forward to a busy working week of uh making up for the two days I took off. Um how, how are things in sunny old Scotland? Uh sunny is not a word I would use. Um especially right Do you there. ever use that word? Yeah, for about a day and a Three half a year. Three days. Three days a year. Actually, we were hotter than London a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week? So, um, I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, take, take what you can, really. A think, win's a win, right? I think we were, I think it was five degrees here or in minus two down with you for at least a spell in the one morning. So, you know, you win some, you lose some, I guess. <laughs> Much like the uh, Texans game. Yeah, well, I was... Uh, not having such a, a nice weekend in it. Well, I did have a nice weekend, that's a lie. Uh, not so relaxing is what I meant to say, because children do not make a relaxing weekend happen. But it was a fun weekend, it was nice, and then I watched that, and that was that. <laughs> that was a nice uh, weekend gone, so, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. No, it sounds uh, relaxing, maybe not physically, but maybe mentally. Yeah, no, definitely. It's uh, I'm on a week off this week, so it's good just to um, not think about work and put that alarm clock off for a few days at least. Although on uh, Saturday morning, I forgot to switch it off because I've been working the last few Saturdays. I forgot to switch off my alarm. And it woke me oh. up. I was like, uh, "It's a rookie mistake." You hate to see it yeah. happen. Yeah, after uh, having such a lovely sleep, it was totally disrupted by the rookie error of not switching <laughs> off your alarm. <laughs> but yeah, the the weekend got better from there, and then it got worse again last night. So um, we seem to have had these sort of one word descriptions from yourself now and again. Is there anything that you want to put forward to the mm. table this evening as we record? Um, well, it'd, it'd probably be like two words. I can't do it in one word. I can't. Okay. I mean, um, yeah, I don't. I don't think there is a word for it. I'd have to like come up with some Latin version of it. Um, <laughs> It, it, the summary would probably just be like the same mistakes. <clears throat> it just feels like 
Um, yeah, it was it was a weird moment watching the game, put it that way, because I flashed back repeatedly to um, our last episode where I probably sounded quite pessimistic, um, maybe got a little bit jovial towards the end. Uh, Graham had hyped me up a little bit, and then in my mind I started to believe that, yeah, maybe, maybe the Patriots would win, but um, initially my initial gut reaction to what did I think the score was going to be and everything else was, was probably a little more subdued in comparison to yours. And it wasn't a, I told you so moment because I didn't say we would lose. I just said that it would be a lot tighter than we thought. Um, yeah, it's the same mistakes. It's this, you know, I, I, I pretty much said, um, you know, as a Man United fan, having watched how we seem to kind of like, you know, go to battle, really sort of turn a corner and you're like, yes, this is it. This is what I've been waiting for. And then the next game comes and, you know, we're, we're struggling against Aldershot Town or, you know, <laughs> a very, um, a, a team that you should be realistically winning against. Um, it's very much the same thing here where not to say or take anything away from the Texans because I think they played really well. They rose to the occasion and credit to them. The The Pats just weren't entirely there. You know, defensively, there was all, it, it was like Swiss cheese. There was a lot of holes in it. And it was kind of watching every time Deshaun Watson had the ball through my fingertips, in between my fingers. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think highlights in very quick summary with like Cam, I don't think did himself. Um, it wasn't an A plus game from him, but at the same time, it, he, you know, in those conversations that we've had about, you know, will we have a new contract? Will we move on with him, uh, move on from him, or will we keep him? I, I think he has, has done some, you know, more good work in the pocket personally. I, I don't think maybe Josh McDaniels actually knows how to use him properly. That's my hot take, um, but we'll get into that. What mm. was uh, what, what, what were your opinions? Um, I can't deviate too much from that, apart from you ruined it at the very end. I'm not sure, oh, that, I'm not sure that uh, it's such a hot take going by what I've seen in the Twitterverse and Social oh, I've, I've managed to stay away from it. Um, oh, yeah. okay, okay, okay. No, um, I was just watching it, and that was my opinion. Just like, what, what is this? But no, okay, fine. Like, if, <laughs> if, if it's not so much of a hot take, I, I don't have to kind of feel so wary talking about it. I was kind of like, no, no, oh, um, this might ruffle some feathers. I, w- I wish it was because, not that I want, <laughs> I, I want to be controversial, but you know, it's it's good to have a difference of opinion, really, and. Yeah, the I think I can't remember who I think it was Jeff Howe of the Athletic. I saw that he, because um, I was I was watching the game, but I had Red Zone on at the same time as a lot of people do for the six o'clock games, and you know sometimes you don't notice everything that's going on, although you're following the game uh, as best you can as well. And something that he'd picked up on was that it was a I think we'd a second and eleven or third and eleven. It said in his tweet, and and we decided to run the ball for some reason. I mean, you're that amount of yardage yeah. behind. Why are you 
running the ball and another one was that similar sort of yardage like third and seven or something and you're trying to do a screen that was just a, a check down pass that you know the line the route that's being ran is clearly this side of the the marker to get you a first down so yeah little things like that um and just i was chatting to my, uh, my mate last night about it and the the cam newton thing because he he says oh i'm not sure if you'll um you know go for cam newton you'd think you'll try and maybe take someone in the draft uh in april and i was like well no i think we will because we've i said that we've spoken about this and we've pretty much agreed that I think you will probably end up with like a two-year deal or something to Ben, you know, something yeah. that's sweet on both sides of it's not going to be mega money but it'll probably be, you know, Jameis Winston or Teddy Bridgewater type money sort of thing. It's not going to be mega bucks but a deal that works on both sides because we are going to have a big cap um, a big amount of money next year, but you don't want to be blowing it on a quarterback when we have so many other needs. So I think they will keep calm. Um, but he was the conversation got into the whole, you know, it doesn't look like they're utilizing um, him the way it should be. And that's the way I think it. I think it's. He looks like a Brady. Like, it literally looks yeah, well, like they haven't changed it. It's like he's walked in. And they're using a Brady playbook, but there's only certain times that they've tried and kind of gone, right, well, mm. he's not Brady, he's got legs, we can use his legs, but there's only, say it was a 100-page book, there's only actually about 12 pages that are based around Cam and his strengths and his um, points of like his legs or whatever that they want to use. And the rest of it is, no, no, you stand there and you throw the ball but you can't throw the ball very well. Um, whether that's down his, his shoulder injury that um, obviously required the surgery or just his actual mechanics and his throwing action. It was, it's about, we, I mean, we talked about it with Graham last week about the on-air or off-air, I can't remember, um, but JJ Watt. And what what happened was he just got his big fly-swatting hands out, but it wasn't just him. It yeah. was... It was Zach Cunningham Repeated or it was um, Reed was coming um, from out of nowhere. And, you know, it was repeated and it was so frustrating because we was in so many good positions at the time. And I'm not, I'm, this is not me sitting here going, it was Cam's fault. Like, uh, like it, it seems to be a 50-50 split um, today yeah. from what I've read. That it's either down to Cam or it's down to defence or it's a bit of both or whatever. And it's not me saying it's all Cam's fault. Um, at all but there was a lot of he wasn't and I actually said this um, when we were chatting last night about it as well that um, it was if you liken it to soccer then it's like taking a corner and my biggest bugbear is the corner taker not getting the ball past the first man at the near post and to me for Cam doing that sort of a lot of the routes seem to be, and it came down to coaching through the McDaniels, obviously, and that's uh, how I started off in this little ramble in the first place, was that 
you know, you could clearly see that he wasn't able to do that for whatever reason. He wasn't able to get the pick up like five, six, seven yard throws over the top of the line. He, he had to go to the edges of the field next to the hash marks and that to try and create a bit of space. And yeah, it was just very, very frustrating to watch that what what was going on and the the running game with Harris it started off well he broke yeah. up a couple of decent runs and you're like brilliant this is exactly what we expected you know one of the worst run defenses in the league we're going to run 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 and the man picked up 11 carries for the whole game <laughs> like what yeah. it was just you remember uh, I said to Graham, I said to Graham uh, on the on last episode, oh, I, I, you know, our coaching staff compared to your coaching staff. I mean, I didn't say it was a slam dunk. I may as well have said it was a slam dunk. It didn't really feel like it. Um, I'm not going to say that the Texans coaching was, you know, A1 and we were sort of outmaneuvered and outgunned and outplayed completely. It just felt like our coaches were maybe at home and they were sort of dialing it in sort of literally ringing someone up and being like oh maybe think about running like uh, a run for that one yeah oh i didn't really work i just watched it back on the uh, espn uh, replay um throw it yeah yeah go on throw it. it 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 didn't really feel it just felt disjointed that's probably the best way to put it there we go here's your one word annoy um answer disjointed yeah well mine would be frustrating because that was frustrating is a good one um yeah, yeah that was just where'd you start because we we started off so well and harris got his touchdown it's like yes here we go you're he finally gets his rewards for his efforts over the last few weeks he gets himself a touchdown and then it just nothing materialised off the back of it. And um, Burkhead was being used a lot, which was fine. It's nothing like we've not been used to over the past few weeks. But a lot of time he was being stuffed behind the line of scrimmage and losing yardage or at the line. And that ended up, we were in a lot of situations where, you know, we needed to gain huge yardage in in the grander scheme, I think, you know, huge being five plus yards from a third down. And you just, it just became a point that you go, nah, this is not happening. It's when, uh, when it was, and, um, when we were a score down in your heart of hearts, did you think, yeah, yeah we're going to go up there now and tie it and then win? To begin with. Yes. Um, definitely. But it's funny I, how I wrote it for NFL Scotland and what I was saying to Graham last week uh, when we had him on was the exact opposite of what happened. Texans <laughs> got up and then were able to keep us mm-hmm. at arm's length. Whereas I said it would be the opposite and it would be us that would go up a couple of scores and then keep them at arm's length. And it would be a tight game. If you looked at the box score, you go, oh, we was within a score and we were and we had a chance at the end. Um, until I don't know what the heck happened in those four downs. It just we we got lucky with the the play before um, where we scraped. Yeah, he put was, his knee it, down. Was, was it a penalty? Was it? Uh, and then we then the well, next play we got the oh that's what it was it was um, it was another one of his throws 
where it, it was tipped at the line, but he jumped yeah. up like a NBA superstar and batted it down, and then got yeah, JJ up. Watt almost had it. And, uh, and then picked up 12 yards in the next play, which gave us the fresh set of downs and then that four downs and that was it. I was like, again, you look at it and you go, well, this is back to the Broncos game or Seahawks game where we're driving downfield. We've got a chance at least taking it to overtime. But in the grand scheme of things, if you sit back and look at the game overall, we just weren't in it. No, it, it didn't feel like it. I mean, as I said, I just never felt that... Um, I never felt that when when we were driving up the field, I was just kind of like, this is going to peter out. Or, and then, you know, it kind of came true, as, as you said, getting batted down like that. Um, there was, was it Bird? Was it, or was it White? Someone's knee went down and they had to scramble and sort of, um, you know, quickly run a play so it can get challenged. And I was like, oh, we are really really living living on the edge and then yeah yeah I was just I think it was fourth down and I was like this is game over I was like there's I mean, no way this is going to happen we have to we have to credit Romeo Cronell um, he did a Absolutely. great job uh, defensively against us who was number 20 for them he would play it out of his mind um No, I've not got it off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, they, I think it was that not Reed whose number. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, Justin Reed had a hell of a game. Really, was really impressed. Yeah, as his number as is Justin Reed, he had a brilliant game. Um, overall, he was just here, there, and everywhere. It was like almost harking back to the Seahawks game, and Jamal Adams was all over the place. I mean, he had seven solo tackles and a sack and three and a half tackles for loss, a couple of QB hits. He was he was their top defensive player on the day. Bradley Roby had a good one. Zach Cunningham had a good game. You know, there was JJ Watt played out of his skin as well. There was so many um good defensive players from the Texans. And it was funny because I'm I'm jumping a bit here, but I saw you never want to see players injured and that's not what I'm saying. But when Cobb went out the game and Kenny Stills went out the game, I was like, oh, we've actually got a chance now because it's taken away two of the best receivers. I felt about two. And (laughs) then Kiki Kuti jumps out of nowhere and catches a touchdown. What? (laughs) Why is he he catching? His first one of the season. His first one. With that dance, that dance drove me mental. I mean, oh, it did. That um, was was that the silly handshake thing? Uh, no, it was like a. Oh, I'm gonna it, sound really out of out of the loop. If it's got a name, I don't know what the name is. It was oh, like a jig. Oh, this is the ah. Uh, what's it called again? Yeah, it's um the cha cha slide. No. Um, <laughs> If you look on, it was it was Good Morning Football. I managed to catch on Friday, I think it was, and Justin Jefferson was on, and it's apparently stemmed from him, and it has a name, and now they're oh, all okay. doing it. Um, yeah, but I think it was just after that he ran to the sideline, and the camera caught him doing like a, you know, hand slappy, hand yeah. thing with someone. Um, I was just like, like you're not a teenage schoolgirl. 
Yeah, it's the thing. classic wide receiver diva. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. It's just annoying when it's when it's against my team. That's when I start taking things personally. Mm. It's called the greedy. The greedy. The greedy. G R I D D Y. The greedy. That's uh, what the silly dance is called. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I've just pulled a compilation video up so I can learn yeah. it for our next uh, <laughs> podcast. That's a uh, great listing. Uh, sort of, what do you call it? Yeah. You doing a visual dance isn't going to go down well with listeners. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'd be funny for me to watch, but it was uh, it was all, it was almost not the same. But I was going to mention, you know, we've mentioned Graham a couple of times already. But I think that I was you're probably like me. I, I, all weekend I was thinking about his his. I said I, I was a bit disrespectful when I, and a bit tongue in cheek when I, I said it was the cowshed to him. It was he, he, it's the bullpen as he calls it, and that's uh, the bullpen. And uh, you know that that shrine to the Texans is unbelievable. We got an absolute peach of a um, tour of it after we finished recording the podcast. It was awesome to see, wasn't it? It was honestly so incredible. I mean, I thought I had seen it all there was really i mean i've not um yeah i mean i've not i've not really even encountered too many super fans so to speak you know the guys that you might see at a game who are you know um painted head to toe in i don't know jets green or you know running around like a, a viking or you know you think of the black hole from the raiders well, I, I suppose I have seen them because I went to the Raiders versus Seahawks game. But just to sort of see someone's house, especially here in the UK, where that kind of thing is is even rarer because obviously the sport isn't you know it's not soccer, football, or whatever. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and a massive thank you and shout out to to Graham as well um, for that that wonderful mm. walkthrough because it, it it blew my mind that someone could amass so much gear for one <laughs> team love his team that much and uh the toilet was probably the highlight i think that's gonna sound really weird to people but <laughs> i've never seen in any sport someone do that to a toilet before yeah for to clear things up, what he's basically done. <laughs> I left that vague on purpose. <laughs> um, I think it's the, I'm guessing it was, he never actually said, but I'm guessing it was maybe the stickers from, yes. you know, those snack helmets that were going about in February that you could pick up from Lidl's. Um, I think it might have been them. And he's basically plastered stickers all over his um, toilet. Uh, you know the Packers and whatever else, but the divisional rivals in the the Colts and the Jags and uh, Titans, he's actually put within the toilet bowl. So if you are standing taking a piss, you are pissing on those badges, which is absolute genius from you know a fan of the a rival team in the <laughs> uh, in the division. And he's taken all these. He's I think he's pretty much gone every single international series game back to the very first one. And he's got all the flags that they, they do that you see or you might have picked up yourself if you've got a, a series game and he's got them all over the inside of the... He's uh, he's basically like a, a port-a-loo, but 
a nice version of a portal he's built outside next to his uh, his bullpen because his bullpen's outside in the garden with a um i mean check out his twitter if you've not already done so you'll see the the gist of what we're speaking about but he's i mean that video is two if not three years old i think um so he's, he's yeah. clearly he's clearly added to the collection since then and it's just immense uh he's put up some pictures on Twitter in, in recent weeks of cleats that he signed cleats that he picked up and things like that. Yeah. And, no, it was pretty cool to, to see. And yeah, I was madly jealous all weekend. I've sent the wife, I was like, I oh, you know I've got the garage that we spoke about um, converting, you know, can I get, no, that's going to be our, our like second living room sort of thing, playroom for the kids downstairs. I'm like, okay. So, uh, so can we get the summer house outside then, you know, have something like what Graham's got. No, no, you're not getting that outside. I'm like, can I can I just take the cupboard on I genuinely said her I was like, can I just take the cupboard under the stairs then? And she says, Yes, you can have the cupboard under the stairs. <laughs> I don't I can't, I mean I, I don't even have the the, the space in, in my one bed flat, but it's definitely escalated talks of uh, moving to a house. So uh what this space <laughs> watch this space but if you want um graham's twitter it's uh the underscore one underscore hendo like jordan henderson h-e-n-d-o uh, definitely worth a follow um and definitely worth just you know digging up that that video and, and having a look because as matt said it's it will inspire you to create your own yeah. sanctuary of uh of of patriots or maybe it's just hoarding maybe there's you know maybe someone needs to have a chat <laughs> with him and really sit him down and <laughs> yeah i never actually thought about it like that that it might just be a hoarder's obsessional thing um yeah <laughs> i mean i've got a few bits and pieces i'm actually um selling now because i need the space for um just yeah for nursery space and playrooms and such like and um but i've seen i've been in groups on facebook and things that people have shared their collections i sent you a few pictures at the end of the week and that's just scratching the surface to a few of them but i think hands down i think that's partly partly why graham i think won the tickets to the super bowl that year um because there's not really anyone that comes close to yeah. and, and it's not just the gear it's as you were saying about the the guys that dress up for game days and things i mean he's got he's lives down the road from me he's overtly scottish um and he's got the sporins that are made out of balls and um he asked permission to use the logos and everything and Ah, oh, it's just—it was just brilliant. It's not just like a few picture, you know, a few signed jerseys in a wall and a couple of balls or oh, helmets no. in a corner or something like that. It was, uh, and that's there's a story behind every single thing that he has, and I think that was what was so interesting, rather than it just being like, oh yeah, here's this thing I bought off eBay, and yeah. I'm wearing this t-shirt. It was very much like, oh, there was this time that I did this, and oh, I met this person, and you know, it's it, it's almost like a museum. Yeah, yeah, it's actually that's a, a probably like a, a good uh, description of it, really. Um, but yeah, it was. It was something else, and then I just wanted to throw things and go and light a match and burn it down because they beat us last night. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah. Uh, Pretty anyway, much. Uh, shout out to Graham again. Who's uh, go back and listen to that episode because it was a it was a good a good chat we had, and hopefully we we kind of captured some of that because we ended up I think almost chatting for about an hour off air afterwards and getting the the grand tour of uh, the the man cave and the the bullpen and that. But yeah, back to actual proper back to our regularly scheduled content <laughs> yeah back to the regular <laughs> scheduled content of apparently losing games this year um <laughs> it's it's just because it's i mean there's only so much we can cover about the game uh in in part and i've listened listened to a couple of things today and read a couple of things and you know spoke briefly spoke about it earlier do you still think, after all the frustration of yesterday, do you still think we'll end up having calm there? And then where do we actually look to? Because we're heading towards a top 15 pick, which I can't, off the top of my head, can't remember last time. It must have been about 99, 2000 since we had a pick in that sort of realm. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we probably, we we know what we're going to pick. It's going to be someone on the defensive side of the ball. I can just tell already. It's going to be like, some linebacker or maybe not even a linebacker. It'd be like a safety or something because Bill loves a safety. Um, yeah, no, I think we're going to carry on with Cam. I think if I was the general manager and not Bill Belichick, which would be <laughs> kind of comical, um, <laughs> you, you wouldn't want that in your worst nightmare. Uh, I think you have to build around Cam. I don't think there's, you know, we've we've gone through this before. There's not like a great wealth of free agents. It's not like the, you know, who you're going to realistically trade for, and you know, there's going to be that period of them bedding into the team. You've done that with Cam already. So, in my opinion, you build around him. You give him some more tight ends. Uh, maybe we trade for some. Maybe we get some in free agency. Um, Greg Olson, for example, was obviously someone that he trusted very much. And I think he still, he, he needs tight ends to be a safety blanket. And I think that offense just needs a bit more pizzazz in it. Go out and get Odell Beckham, please. Just some something. Just give me some hope <laughs> yeah. that someone, there's a playmaker. Like Look, we're all aboard the Damien Harris hype train. I like to think that we started the Damien Harris hype train long yeah. before. Um, yeah, there just needs to be some flair, some pizzazz. You know, it can't all be on Cam. And for us to kind of be dissecting a game afterwards, going, well, if Cam ran a little bit, you know, yeah, if we were in a position yeah. where Cam didn't have to run, oh, perfect. I mean, we were in. Um... He had a decent game, like throwing wise. I mean, for all the frustration that I felt yesterday um, of all the batted passes and um, things, yeah, for, <laughs> he still managed to throw for 365 yards um, somehow. And But his QBR was right down at 47.7 um, for. Yeah, that was that was maybe part of it, but I think the run game. I know Rex is um, sadly gone for the year with his torn ACL, but the the run game can can come back from what it was yesterday. I don't. I still don't can't understand and grasp why 
they they no. went away from that when as we've said it was one they're one of the worst run defenses in the league i mean but at the same time it was great coaching by Romeo Cornell and the the coaching staff of the of the Texans they stuffed the the middle and forced us to go to the edge and what kind of circling back to what you said a little bit earlier about did I think we had actually a realistic chance of winning Uh, yeah but that sort of started to fade over the course of the game and I think it's I, I got excited when um Demir Bird caught his touchdown pass as well because I thought, yes, I've been waiting for this connection to happen. They had this connection in, in Carolina. It's finally coming to fruition here. That gave me another glimmer of hope. But then when they started doing the, you know, you're watching Bird throw passes to, I think it was Jacoby Myers that caught the pass, you know, those kind of plays yeah. when Burkhead threw it back to him. And you're just like, right, when you start pulling that out in the middle of the game, you know, that is it's not a set it's all it's not always a sign of desperation, but you're then realizing that's to me that's a sign. Your fundamentals don't work. Your fun like if you're doing that, your fundamentals, a basic footballing, you know, premise clearly isn't working. I mean you know, to your point. Yeah, well I think to me that is then showing that the defensive side of the team that you're coming up against has is figuring you out pretty quickly. Yes. And then you've gone, right, we now, we realise they figure us out. We have to now do something to counteract that and come up with something a bit different that they're not going to expect. So let's do these funny trick action plays and stuff. And we obviously, we've seen it last week as well. Um, against the Ravens, it seems to be just par for the course that we do these things. But we've, I think we've almost seen it a little too often this year, I don't know if we're used to the Saints kind of doing it through the Taysom Hill thing, and obviously he got a full game yesterday. But that's like the odd wildcat play here or there. He's it's a situational thing for them, but for us, it's almost like right, we've nothing else. Let's go to these this kind of part of the playbook, and it then comes mm. circles back again to what the whole Josh McDaniels thing is how bad was the actual coaching how much you know and how much did it come down on cam how much does as you said the swiss cheese effect that the the d just got sliced open down that middle section we can ask they stayed away from the corners quite a lot and went, went for the middle with fuller and uh and stills and cobb and when they were on the on the field as well it just yeah it just I comes think- back to frustrating evening again isn't it yeah it does and i think um uh, excuse me that that we're very used to the patriots you know something that um it came up during our our conversation with graham it's come up a couple of times in in the during this season you know the element of what made the patriots the patriots and something that i personally got very enamored with and is why I I think I, I kind of I mean yeah there's there's the success element but I think just having that um, degree of adaptability was really 
really something that the Patriots have kind of trademarked almost. They've made it a, a big part of um, who they are as a, as a team, as an organization. And being adaptable is something that a lot of the other teams don't do. You know, the, we've said it before, teams come in and they go, well, our strength is, you know, the run game. And regardless of if your strength or, or weakness is the, the, the run game, we're going to, we're going to run the ball. Um, and it just seems that that element of adaptability and on the fly sort of management and, you know, thinking and, you know, Belichick is, is you know, and the coaches generally anyway, you know, how many times have we seen it where something's not working and they've just changed their mind during the game and then, you know, suddenly the game's opened up and it's completely different to how it was, you know, maybe the first, second quarter and now in the third, fourth quarter, we've gone from, you know, trying to run the ball down their throat to, you know, using the tight ends more and we're going to use um, the the wide receivers more. Um, it just seems that that's kind of part of the problem. It doesn't seem that adaptability is there anymore. I don't feel, you know, we're not sort of sitting there going, man, we really coached, like the coaching was so good this week. Have we said that once this season? Would you say? I'm I'm not sure off the top of my head we have. Whereas in maybe previous seasons, you know, you would hear that, you know, the sort of hot take media, if you will, you know, oh man, Belichick is the greatest ever and he showed it again. You know, he, he switched it up during the game. Josh McDaniels, you know, obviously rejected the Colts and, you know, he's in the front running for, for a, a head coaching thing. I mean, do you think he would still be in the running for a head coach job come this off season? I'm not convinced he's going to be in the top, you know, five people really like he would be in previous years but um you know i don't know if the coaching staff this year at least have kind of covered themselves in glory as well is 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 a very very long point in in summary (laughs) Mm. yeah um and that's not to say that they've been terrible i'm not saying that they've been terrible it just feels like previous years have been better and you know an element of what they've done isn't there now I think that overall the general feel I get is that they're almost going away from sort of stalwart coaches, if you will. Um, mm. The ones that have been sort of like McDaniels and I know the Cowboys went to Mike McCarthy. Um, but yeah, it, to me it seems like they're a lot of them want to take on this blueprint of the college coaching thing. So a lot of um, head coaches from college are now being promoted into the NFL, and rightly so. It's what they're there, and there's a lot of talk. I can't remember um, his name off the top of my head, but the Oklahoma coach Lincoln Riley, and that's the one I couldn't think of um, off the top of my head. Was yeah, he uh, he's been a sort of quarterback whisperer, if you will. He's had Mayfield and Kyler uh, Murray. Yeah, Kyler Murray and a couple of others coming through. So I think the general Tua? Didn't he have Tua as well? I mean, uh, I'm Tua was... QBs out, man. Tua was Bama. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Yeah, I can't remember uh, who it was now. There is a third one in recent yeah. seasons. <laughs> with, um, there's Mayfield, Murray, and someone else. Uh, but yeah, the the feeling is I think that Lincoln Riley might end up at the Jets, 
Uh, they'll go with you know, tank for Trevor and get Trevor Lawrence, and then they'll build from there. But he's not the only one. They've uh, Matt Rules come up into the league this year. Um, he, I think he his offensive or defensive coordinator is was you know just an offensive coordinator in college, and they've taken him on. And I just think that's the way it's going. I'm not. It's not. I'm not sure if that then means that rules McDaniel's out of a job. Would would Detroit then go down the um, Patriots sort of route again, uh, or have they been burned by Patricia? Because I can't see Patricia lasting much longer, especially after you turn out a zero against the Panthers as he did yesterday. He's just not a very good head he's coach. Fraud. I think he's. he's fraud. A, I mean, he's not even as good as head coach is Jason Garrett and that's saying something at least Jason Garrett managed to kind of churn out a consistent 8-8 eight and eight almost type thing and, but he's obviously since gone back to being a coordinator again and some of them like McDaniels might just be a coordinator, it's the same I'm sure we've spoken about it before that you get the likes of Brian Kidd or someone that is just a better number two Steve McLaren you could argue is another one that's a better number two you just get people that are better number twos than they are head coaches or managers or whatever top of the tree position you want to call it sort of thing so um, can he get one? yes, will he get one? I'm not so sure but I'm not sure that's because his lack of ability which or his you know the way he's trending or the way things are trending in the NFL would sort of suggest more college route than stalwart coach that's been in the league for 15 years or whatever it is he is. Mm-hmm. I might be yeah, totally wrong, to but it's, it seems to be a way that they are going at least anyway. And it might be a way that we go in the future when Bill finally decides to hang up the cleats and decide it's it's over for for good when that comes who knows <laughs> <laughs> I think he's never leaving he's gonna uh, he's gonna just I don't know they'll just take him in the corpse in his office still and people will still be scared of him that's exa- almost exactly <laughs> what I was about to say I was about to say they'll just take his body and they'll just hang it up you know like you get coat hooks in the back of a door yeah <laughs> They'll just take, they'll just take so him funny. and hang him up in the back of the head of the office of the the head coach. So as soon as they shut that door, he's just like hello, and they're like, ah. <laughs> oh, but Bill, Bill, I have to come to you for advice. And he's almost like some sort of oracle in the corner that the new head coach goes to. <laughs> He'll show up like Paul Bearer. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite an apt reference after the Undertaker officially retiring last night. Yeah, well. I couldn't help it. I had to, I had to drop that in there. As, uh, end, end of an era, I'm kind of shook because I don't follow wrestling nearly enough to, to have known that was going to happen. I'm kind of uh, slightly devastated today, but um, we'll save that for um, WWE chat um, podcast come soon. <laughs> I was meant Probably to watch. Uh, I was meant to watch Survivor Series last night actually, and I, I didn't get around to it. I think I might go and stick it on now once we uh, finish, because I've in theory got nothing to get up for apart from the the school run in the morning. But yeah, yeah um, I, I mean, 
as I say, we we could hash out things with the the Texans game for for long enough, but there's it's more of the same, if I'm honest. Do you know what yeah, I mean? It's, that's, it's I was kind of old, getting the feeling of problems. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but all the same same problems are, are coming up over and over again, and I think it's until I I personally don't think those things are going to get resolved until you know come the off season, you know when they put pen to paper on cam or maybe don't and start really kind of going, okay, well, what is this squad that we're trying to build? Who are the pieces that we need? What are the pieces that we do have? And kind of going from there because yeah, we'll just end up repeating ourselves. (laughs) We're going, I think. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's just disappointing really. I, I think it could have just been much more than it than it was. There was a lot of mistakes made, and you know, as we said, the the defense I don't think was helping anyone. If you can't rely on your defense, you're asking a hell of a lot of your offense. And our offense, as everyone knows, is yeah, it's it's far from uh, stellar. It's 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 pretty average. But um, I think the highlight for me, by the way, was definitely that throw. Was it to uh, to Bird? I think it was the throw to Bird. Um, yeah, I think. So, I know I the one you're bad. on about, though. Yeah, I know the one. The really on. bloody long one. <laughs> um, oh, Bird's touchdown pass one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or the se- the one that set up the touchdown drive. I think it was. Yeah, I know the one you're on about. That was. Uh, that was. Oh, what am I trying to say? At, at first glance, it looked very close, but then when I when you saw the replay, you're actually like, "That was a really good throw," because yeah, they put it, it in it a didn't place. Look like that he was set for that. The, yeah. the DB just didn't know which way or another to turn, and because he'd set him off to his left, he purposely threw it at the back shoulder. So yeah. Bird knew where it was going, but by that point, the, the DB had lost it, and that was it. it was Kind of game over, really. The adjustments Bird made as well were really, mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. You know, watching it and then how he sort of adjusted his body. And as you said, the, the, the DB was kind of in no man's land. He wasn't watching the ball, wasn't really even watching Bird, if I'm honest. He was just trying to keep up with him. So, yeah, no, it was a, it was a nice little flash. So at least, you know, <laughs> something for the highlight reel, something for, for Cam's end-of-year tape. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see... I mean, look, Bird has come on, man. Like, Bird has mm. become um, the new Edelman, almost, it feels like. You know, old, reliable, or as, you know, um, what what we would call in several of the teams I've played in, uh, old uh, safety hands. Um, mm. There was a guy I used to play with, shout out Joe. I know you're not listening, but um, Joe Parsons, um, a legend in several teams I've played in, was always safety hands. Like, you just knew what you are going to get didn't matter if someone was kind of literally sat on top of him um he would always catch the ball so it, it seems it seems there's definitely there's that connection there harry was okay and there was a few points where i was kind of like not super convinced but again he's showing flashes which i think is great there's a weird one with um with harry that he's I saw something today that was something weird, like four out of the five games, he's actually averaging about 10 yards a catch. But Oh, really? Yeah, well, for yesterday anyway, he averaged 8.2 yards a catch. And and just, 
he's just not getting enough. He just doesn't seem as um, reliable. You know, there's just not that trust factor there because some of the times they do throw it to him. He's just, it's, it should be a catch and it isn't. And actually that you've mentioned Harry as well. There was a play, I think it was maybe for the, the Kiki Kuti um, touchdown pass and, or no, that's a lie. Um, for I'm thinking of two plays over the top of my head in one go there. For the one of I think it was um, Reed Sack actually that that's what it was. Justin Reed Sack. Harry kind of comes off and just doesn't. Miss, he completely misreads what's going on, and he, if you see it again, he pretty much steps out the way of Reed because he's obviously thinking. You know, I'm going jet sweep on the outside, and you know Cam's going to throw it to me. And clearly, his uh, assignment in that play should have been a chip block first, before then tailing off to the outside edge. And he just completely misses it. And I was like, oh no! Like, for me, I think that was probably the the mistake that compounded it. I thought that this is just not happening today. If you know you're you're missing your assignments. It was, to me, it seemed like it was, I mean, I'm not a coach of any description. I don't watch in a lot of all 22, but just in the moment watching that, I thought he's meant a chip block there and he completely like, swiveled and just was like, yeah, yeah, you're all right. And you go, oh, oh crap. He sacked my quarterback. Uh, oops. I was hearing getting <laughs> blasted by the coaches today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was, uh, that was one low light I guess it was a, it'll be on the highlights but it'll be a, a low light for us personally that uh, I wanted to mention but I mean as I say apart from it is it's the same over and over um, this year and I think it's going to continue well, death by a thousand cuts <laughs> yeah pretty much but I was what I was about to say was from, I'm sure I said it last week in the preview episode, that for us, we needed to win that game because it, it was a game we, we could win because now looking at our schedule, you've got the Cardinals who are flying. Um, yeah. And that, that wasn't meant to be a pun, but they are. They're, <laughs> you know, they're in a, a tough division, but they're still challenging for the top and we'll probably um, make the playoffs. I'd be very surprised if they didn't make the playoffs. You've got the Chargers they can be hit or miss but their games are always tight and you know if, if it's a tight game you've always got a chance of losing it. The Rams are another one who are flying and a lot of people um, would suggest that they're the team to beat in that division and not the Seahawks or the Cardinals and then you finish off with the Dolphins, Bills and Jets and the way the Dolphins have been playing up until yesterday, you wouldn't bet, bet your house on beating them like you used to in the past. Bills is the same. And that Dolphins one's down in Miami as well. So it's playing Miami in December. It's almost like a hoodoo for us really, isn't it? And mm-hmm. then we finish off at home at the Bills and Jets. Um, where you was looking at coming up against the Bills, um between Christmas and New Year and thinking, right, that's the game it probably makes or breaks the division because we've 
we've beat the Texans, we've probably beat the Chargers. Um, hopefully have enough to overcome the Dolphins. You might say we'll take another couple of losses to the Cards and the Rams. You come into the Bills and go, right, this this is the game that we can get make it into the playoffs. But for me now, I think the playoffs are dead and buried, pretty much. Just like the Undertaker's career is finally over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd agree. I mean, uh, would you want to be in the playoffs at this point, you know, with this team? I'm not sure we would really do anything apart from no. crash out at the first occasion. Um, I, I'm not someone who would ever turn around and be like, tank for Trevor, or, you know, we should tank, but I would rather we had a high draft pick, frankly. Um, that doesn't mean that I want us to lose moving forward every single game. I want us to win every single game, but... No, I, I personally, I mean, looking at it, the Bills are seven and three, the Dolphins are six and four, and we are four and six. And we don't have to mention the other team because they're doing a Browns, um, what was that, <laughs> circa 2016 or whenever yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the last time. Exactly. Um, I personally just, I don't see it happening. I can't see the Dolphins or the Bills suddenly dropping the rest of their games that, and that would probably be the only way that it would happen they lose all of their games and we win the rest of ours I think our mm-hmm. schedule is too tight now it's too hard um, it'll be it'll be interesting just to see you know out of the two of them what happens but no I'm, I'm kind of you know I'm just taking every every game as it comes and I'm not really thinking long term no I think that's I sound really depressing but <laughs> I think that's the way we, we kind of have to treat it I mean <laughs> As much as yesterday was a bit of a downer, um, I still, I know come Friday, Saturday, I'll be excited for the Cardinals game and because it's it's another game of football and there's, we only get 17 weeks of a, a regular exactly. season. So it's another game. So I, yeah, I'll get, coming off a, the back of a loss on a Monday is always a bit of a downer, but come Friday, Saturday, I'll be watching a bit of college football, no doubt, and then come into Sunday morning, I'll get really hyped up again, and it's time to, to watch the Patriots, and it's it was kind of what we were speaking about last week, and we've spoken about before, it's a completely different mindset and feeling to soccer games and following your soccer team, because it's, and it's maybe similar to I am not the biggest baseball or basketball fan, but or ice hockey fan. Um, but they're they've got so many games in those leagues, and you know, with Premier League, you get what's that double the amount of games ish that is offered up in the NFL, and so you've got week and week and week and week, and the season goes from August to May effectively. Uh, with this, you've got from September to December or January because it ekes into the first week of the, the new year. So it's just a completely different mindset. And I think even being, whether you are a Jets fan or well, maybe not a Jets fan, but you know, if you're a Lions fan or you're whoever you want to pick, Titans or Jacksonville or something, it's still, I mean, you, you look at the ja- Jacksonville last week, everyone wrote them off. Of, Packers were winning by 30-plus points and uh, it was a really close, tight game. You get games like that that it really does just 
cliche to have any given Sunday thing can happen and that's what I think makes it exciting so yeah I feel a bit crap today coming off the back of a loss to a team we should have beat and we should have done better against with a run and things and you would like to think that Cam being the quarterback that he is he's not the worst that he could have thrown better and even you say he could have thrown better and then you look and he actually threw for close to 400 yards which is mental I think but one thing that I think needs to improve, whether it's through Calm or someone else, well, more than likely Calm, is uh, the touchdown passes. I think we've severely lacked in them this year. I can't remember what the stat was off the top of my head, but it was something ridiculous. Like he's he's actually run for more pa- um, touchdowns himself than he's thrown. I know it's that much, but I think it's something in the range of he's ran for seven touchdowns, but only threw for two, I think it is, before yesterday's one to Bird. Or something like that. I can't remember yeah, off the top of my head. But some, he really hasn't thrown a lot of touchdown passes. That's just mad and mental. <laughs> and sad. Yeah, because you want your quarterback to be throwing loads of passes. I mean, Chase Claypool, I think I saw earlier on today, he's caught 10 touchdown passes and is the first to do so in the Super Bowl era of a rookie to catch 10, at least 10 touchdowns in 10 games or fewer or something like that. But you can't even, like, four touchdowns. That's what he's throwing this year. Uh, Calm has. Sums the Patriots up quite well, I think. From, uh, I mean, you've uh, Stidham and Myers have even thrown for touchdown passes. Um, sixth overall to throw uh, touchdown passes they've got this year. And then you've got the likes of, I know the Steelers are flying, it's a probably a poor example, but one player has caught more touchdown passes than we've caught to accumulative over the course of the season. I mean, you've got JC Jackson has intercepted as many balls as we've thrown touchdown passes. So I think it's something that we're severely lacking in, and that's why we, we're not running up high scores against the better teams. I mean, that's what's then... You can't run up scores, you can't win games because you've then, you're then susceptible to what happens the opposite way around. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean... You know, when you compare us to someone who is, um, you know, highly charged offense like the Chiefs, it's yeah, it's like a famine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely not a feast, that's for sure. Uh, no. it's just a bit disheartening. But again, we've just got to um accept that this was going to be a transitional year and it might not work out the way we would always want it to or expect it to because we've been used to such a high standard over the years and uh it's not to say that cam can't bring a high standard it's probably just comes back to what you said earlier that we need to adapt to him rather than him adapting to us and it's probably been too much of the latter not enough of the former so far this season and that's what's costing us a fair bit yeah no I, I agree with that it's, yeah it's a new world 
Yeah, a new world, definitely, and a new world. One that I just don't really one. want to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll scrap that. I'll can the excitement then. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, exactly. so I mean, if we can, let's let's finish on a, a high note in Demure Bird top performance. It's. I think that was his career high, wasn't it? I think so. Um, I, I don't think I, they said on the broadcast it was the career high. I'm not but, sure if it would be. Uh, what's the word? You know, too difficult to beat his career high because he's never been one for being too. Um, what do you call it? It's completely gone from me. The words. It's that's what losing the Texans has done to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's just productive he's not been that productive a receiver it's, there we go finally it's come to me uh, yeah he's not been that productive so to then go and uh, beat his seasonal records or game records wouldn't be that difficult probably but he's been serviceable and he's we've needed clearly we've needed players like him to be more than serviceable and he he done that yesterday it was just with the rest of the team around about him and we seem to get that um, as well like Harris last week, brilliant game um, we obviously won that one which was great but we've we've seemed to f- we can almost sit here every week and say right this was a highlight, this was the performance of the week um, however we lost and this is why we lost Yeah definitely, definitely I mean I think um as I said, until things change and you need an off-season and some away for it to change, but I don't think it will. I mean, we've not got any bye weeks coming up, do we? Not that, well, I mean, I didn't think we had a bye week. Um, no, it's know, gone weeks ready. ago, which is because of the uh, yeah, COVID I think thing. It was. it was meant um, to be, we ended up getting it because the Broncos game was shifted. We got it a week early to what we were supposed to. It was originally meant to be week six, but we got it in week five, and now we just play out the season with what we have in front of us. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll get we'll get into it later in the week. But Michelle being activated off IR um, could be a, a blessing in disguise with Burkhead going down. But I know I did notice that uh, Hjalta Froholt was released, and they were hoping to get him back on waivers into the practice squad. But he's actually ended up at the Texans. Um, so there was a bit of a, you know, if they just waited, they could have kept Michelle on IR for a week uh, more, kept Throholt, and then activated Michelle because uh, Burkhead's now gone on IR because of what happened. But it's a bit of hindsight. I think it was Doug Kide on Twitter noticed that one. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But we can get into that later in a week, I guess, can't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, um, I think we've rambled in made you as sad as possible um, with a bit of a, a sprinkling of laughter in between um, in this episode of Pat's Chat so as always just before we go just have a bit of housekeeping um, if you want to come and chat with us we've had a, f- a few more ads and uh, a few bit more conversation in recent weeks which is great if you've any you know anything that you think of towards the, the podcast that would be an improvement or something that you're not liking or whatever it might be you can Come and find us at Pat's Chat UK on Twitter. Um, you can like Jake's designs of 
the various things he produces for our Instagram content at patschatuk. You'll get that there. So it's at patschatuk for Instagram and Twitter. For myself, it's at Matt Inkster. For Jake, it's at Jake Paul Design. And if you want to read my um, ramblings, you can read them on nflscotland.com. And rate, view, and subscribe. Tell your friends, tell your mates, do Instagram stories, whatever you want. <laughs> but yeah, and that's it for another episode of Patch Chat. Unless you've anything you want to sign off on, Jake? No, no, go Pats. Well, there you have it, folks. Go Pats, and until next week, uh, next week, later in the week, uh, we'll speak to you soon. <laughs> <laughs>